Welcome to the Sex and Spirituality Podcast, a show where we have real deep conversations about everything from love, dating, sexuality, mental health, to trauma, spirituality, metaphysics, healing, and all things new age and woo-woo. I am your host, Lauren Coletti, a yoga instructor, poet, Reiki healer, and graduate student studying forensic psychology with a focus on sexual health. As a spiritual teacher and student, domestic violence and sexual abuse survivor, sex educator, coach, and counselor, I hope these vulnerable conversations will inspire you to take an introspective look at yourself to help you better your life and the people around you. I thank you so much for listening and hope you have a sexy day. Welcome to Sex and Spirituality. I am your host, Lauren Cluddy. Thank you for joining me on this Friday. Happy Friday to everyone. I have been spoiled this week. I am not currently working because I refuse to get a COVID test because (laughs) I won't go into it though. (laughs) But yeah, so I'm going to be off. I am very excited. Um, I have actually. Hopefully Nick doesn't listen to this because spoiler alert, So for his birthday, Nick is a Libra and it's in October. And I just had this crazy random idea to do like a boudoir photo shoot, half for myself, half for him. Um, I did not realize what an investment it is. So if you're not familiar, a boudoir photo shoot, it's kind of like a glam photo shoot where it's all sexy and lingerie and just sultry and seductive. So I've been shopping for lingerie. If anyone has any tips, please feel free to send them to your girl because I think lingerie is beautiful. I find nothing sexier than a woman in lingerie personally, but I'm super self-conscious and I've realized a lot of men do not appreciate lingerie because one, it's hella fucking expensive. Two, like in the past, I used to buy like cute little panties and things like that. And I would notice that men would just rip them off and not even care, not even get the time of the day. Uh, because for a lot of men, unfortunately, they don't know what foreplay is. So I found myself just feeling like it was a waste of money. It was unappreciated. So I wanted to do this for myself because I lost like 15 pounds. I put it on back in Florida because I wasn't eating keto for those four days, but I'm back on track. Um, I started doing bar workouts again. I love bar And hopefully by the end of the month, when I have it scheduled, um, I will be able to be good to go and feel confident and good in my skin. So it's like a three to four hour process. It's, you know, I went with the one on the cheaper end because your girl is working part time and it's like still going to cost me over a thousand dollars, which is the cheapest one I could find. So I'm really hoping it's worth it. I think it will be. I think it will be a once in a lifetime fun opportunity. And right now I figured I'd take advantage because I'm on the smaller side in my older age at 26 and I have my hair extensions back in. So I figured why the fuck not? I'm going to relish it, hopefully get some cute pictures and I'll give them to him for his birthday if I could hold off. I hate surprises. I always tell my friends, don't tell me secrets because I get so excited and just want to share with the world. I have absolutely zero filter and oversharing is my favorite thing. So let's talk about explicit sex stories because that's kind of what I wanted to talk to you guys about today. 
in today's episode as we're approaching Mental Health Awareness Month, May. So let me know what you want to hear. As someone that's been diagnosed with basically every psychiatric disorder under the sun, I'm going to talk a lot about mental health and things like that in the upcoming few weeks. So really looking forward to that. So I wanted to do like one last good sex episode and kind of just clear my mind because last night, let me tell you, something happened that's never happened to me before. And God, I hope Nick isn't listening. (laughs) If you are, babe, I love you. I'm sorry. Um, I just love TMI. It's like my favorite thing. So sex mistakes. So your girl threw up on my boyfriend's dick last night. For the love of God, I really pray his mom is not listening. (laughs) But it's never happened to me before. So basically what happened was I recently got the Nuvering. I'm looking for the right birth control for me. As someone that's very Eastern philosophy, Ayurvedic and holistic, I love organic shit. Like I am into, I wanted to go to school for naturopathic medicine. So I am super against extraneous hormones. Um, Unless you have a medical condition that requires it, I really don't think birth control is doing any of us favors because our bodies were not made for artificial chemicals and synthetic hormones. So I have to weigh the pros and the cons because I don't want to get pregnant because the one time I was off birth control for like a week, I got pregnant and Nick and I actually had like a scare the other day because I got my IUD taken out. I had the copper IUD for maybe like three months. It was torture. So I got it removed. And then a couple days after I got it removed, we had sex and the condom was broken and he came inside me and I was like, fuck, what do I do? But that's another story for another day. I talked more about that in my last few episodes. So I decided to try the Nuvering. I have um, insurance now that covers everything in full basically. So I figured why not let this year be the year to explore. So I get prescribed the Nuvering and I've been on it for maybe four days now. I woke up yesterday at five in the morning with a chronic UTI. I've had a UTI maybe once or twice in my life. They suck so bad, so painful. It's like a constant pressure and pain. You feel like you need to pee every two minutes and then you try to pee and nothing comes out and it's just horrible. So at a UTI and it's gone now because I drank like 20 gallons of water in five minutes and I took cranberry supplements and took a Diflucan, which isn't prescribed for UTIs. By the way, if you do have a UTI, please see your doctor. Um, don't go self-medicating like me because I think like I'm low-key a doctor, so I think I know what to do when really I don't. So don't take my advice on that. Please see a medical professional, but it's gone. Um, but I didn't want to have sex and rock the boat last night because I know the Nuvering can cause UTIs, apparently, from the research and the um, like case studies that I've been looking up, but I think that's what it's from because I've never had that issue before. So anyway, get a UTI and I tell my boyfriend I don't want to have sex and like irritate it anymore. Also, not to mention the one time after sex I don't pee, I get a UTI. I really don't think that's what it was from, but always pee after sex, my ladies. Uh, It's not fair the shit we have to go through just because we don't have a dick. So I tell Nick, because he's never came from oral before, and I have like this complex where I'm like in 
my teen years and early 20s, like I loved sucking dick. I don't know what it was. I was like a high key freak, loved sucking dick. Um, I felt super in control. And now at 26, like I really don't like giving head anymore. I have a very low tolerance for blowjobs. I think about what's in the seminal fluid and it just, cause I'm a human sexuality major, it really disgusts me. Um, and I wanted to prove myself I could do it because I haven't sucked dick like that in a while. So I wanted to do this for Nick um, cause he's sexy and I love him. So I suck his dick and I'm like, I'm determined to make him come from a blowjob because he's never done it before. And this was completely ego driven by the way, because I'm like a crazy girlfriend where if I think about people my boyfriend's been with before me, I get really angry and jealous, which I know is not rational and I'm working on it. That's what therapy's for y'all. But I wanted to be like, those bitches ain't got shit on me. I'm going to make him come which I love you girls, by the way. I'm all about women empowering women, but it's just my insecurities talking. So I suck his dick and he's getting closer. And then like my throat just makes like this weird, like gagging burp noise that was completely uncontrollable. And by the way, we started watching like Surviving Death on Netflix, which if you're a quantum physics, like medium psychic junkie like myself, if you're into the paranormal and supernatural, would highly recommend. So the entire time I'm sucking my boyfriend's dick, I have to distract myself to stop from getting grossed out. And it's not because I'm grossed out by penises. Um, it's just, I don't know. The body changes as you get older, my friends. Mark my words. So I'm thinking about like dying while I'm sucking his dick and my deceased father and like trying to just distract myself. And he's like, I'm gonna come, I'm gonna come. And I was not prepared. I thought about him ejaculating in my mouth and it was like salty. And he said he had chicken for dinner and I'm a vegetarian. So the second he came in my mouth, I barfed all over his dick. As soon as he came, I threw up on his dick and I was dying laughing. Like luckily me and Nick are close enough and connected enough to where like, I thought it was hysterical. But a couple years ago, especially if it was a hookup, I would have been devastated. And I like almost peed myself laughing. It was so funny, but let me just give a pro tip here. Like probably don't eat dinner within like three hours of hardcore sucking dick, especially if your boyfriend or whomever has a big dick, larger than average penis than normal. Um, like my boyfriend, <laughs> please just don't eat for a while. I drank coffee beforehand, it came right back up. So you live and learn. I thought that was really funny. And actually I would think this was embarrassing, but I really didn't because like Nick is my soulmate. We've had so many embarrassing sex stories that I'm more than happy to share with you guys. Um, Cause if you're anything like me, you love this shit. So just know you're not alone. The other day we were in Florida, right? And I was on my period of course, cause who doesn't get their period on vacation, ladies? Let's be real, it comes at the worst possible time. So I'm on my period, I have a tampon in, and then I go to have sex with Nick. And I'm like, where the fuck did my tampon go? My tampon was like lodged up very close to my cervix opening on the side, like horizontal. It wasn't vertical. It wasn't placed in it. My vagina is like a vacuum. It just sucks shit up and like swallows it. So I had a tampon lodged high up my vagina 
Nick tried getting it out for me. Um, I eventually, after like 15 minutes of trying to like give birth to a tampon, got it out, thank God, but barely. I thought I was gonna have to end up in the ER to get a tampon removed. And while we're on this, can we talk about toxic shock syndrome? Because I've never had issues with tampons ever. Like I wish I was a pad girl because a lot of tampons, unless they're perfume-free, chemical-free, organic, cotton, like they're very bad for us. So please make sure that the quality of the feminine products you are using is high quality. You are better investing in the long run for the sake of your physical and sexual health. Side note. So I love tampons because I put them in. I forget they're there. I don't feel myself bleeding. I am a tampon girl. So I love tampons. I've never had an issue ever before like two months. So what happened was Nick and I were having sex and all of a sudden my pussy started getting a very pungent smell. Not to gross you out, it smelled like pungent moist fish. Um, inside joke that I have with him, but my vagina started smelling very bad and it wasn't my vulva external outside region. It was coming from inside of my body. So I'm like, what the fuck? I thought I had bacterial vaginosis, which is a common symptom and side effect of an IUD. I thought maybe I have copper poisoning because I had the Paragard. So I'm waiting to get my IUD removed. And I'm like, you know what? I could wait a couple more weeks because I want to get it taken out right before my vacation. Because I wanted to have it in as long as possible so that Nick and I could have raw dog sex. So I'm like, you know what? This is unbearable. My vagina was bleeding. It smelled so bad, like to the point where I almost vomited. And I am clean. Like I love showering. Wash the puss with some good quality soap. Like I don't douche. I have my feminine hygiene on point. So I didn't know what the fuck could have been wrong. I thought it was the IUD. So I go to Planned Parenthood, which I love Planned Parenthood. Let me just say, would highly suggest for gynecological exams. But I go there and I'm like, I think I have BV. It's very common for women. And she's about to take out my IUD. And then she's like, honey, you do not have BV, but what you do have is a tampon stuck. And it must have been here for a while. And I felt humiliated. Like it takes a lot to upset me, believe it or not, even though I'm a very highly sensitive person, but like it takes a lot to offend me. I was mortified. I was like, what the actual fuck? I think that's what I said when she told me. Because I'm like, I change my tampons regularly every, depending, like one to four hours. I think the most I've left a tampon is like six to eight hours max. Um, I'm very good. And I don't remember leaving a tampon up there. So she takes it out. It was gross. Let me just say it was gross. I think it must have been in there for like two to four weeks, honestly. Nick says he never felt it. <laughs> so she gets it taken out and I got put on antibiotics. And I just don't understand because she said to me, she's like, you were so lucky you came here when you did, because if you would have gone an extra few days, you could have gotten extremely sick, had to go on IV in the hospital and gotten toxic shock syndrome. But my body was going into shock, like my body was being poisoned from the inside out. So I was just like, wow, shook. That was a lot. Um, I was a little overwhelmed. <laughs> 
and you know, you live and learn. So ladies, please be careful with your tampons. I have so many other embarrassing sex stories, but I'm trying to keep this podcast short because I really want to work out before I go out tonight. But that's just a couple in the recent months. I think the most funniest thing was the first time I had sex with Nick. Um, The condom got stuck, lodged up inside my vagina. I told you, my vagina is like the shark vacuum. It's basically, I don't understand what she does. But we had sex and we used a condom, which you should be using a condom. Safe sex is good sex. Um, And... When he pulls out, he the condom was gone. So I was looking on the floor for it because I still live at home and I didn't want my mom to find it in the downstairs the next day because it was like the second time Nick came over. So I was like so scared that it was gone and we lost it. And after like 30 minutes, the condom was still nowhere to be found. It was in my fucking vagina. And Nick had to shine a flashlight and I had to spread my legs and spread my pussy lips open. And he had to go fishing with his fingers and almost stuck his whole hand up my vagina to retrieve the condom. But like, can you imagine? I've heard horror stories of people going to the hospital for things stuck in their like cervix, whatever. And I was like, that would never happen to me. Like, how the fuck could that happen? It happens. Like, I do not judge now because I, I've never had that before. And it's weird because we were using skin condoms, S-K-Y-N, it's polyisoprene condoms, which I've always liked them in the past. Nick hates them. And I will probably not use it again because that happens. So let's just debrief, take a moment to breathe and just be humble and modest because shit's real like this happens so what are like sex mistakes that are common not Lauren Coletti mistakes because I don't know if this happens to the average person but I could tell you some mistakes that men make I'm not biased I'm I don't hate men but like I do have some male listeners um so here are some common mistakes that I've noticed men make during sex one Mistake number one, you think sex starts in the bedroom. Number two, you think you know what she wants because of porn or all your past partners. So you just stick to your basic corny old tactics that kind of suck. Mistake number three or four, keeping it strictly physical. The biggest sex organ, especially for women, is the brain. So we have to feel emotionally connected or mentally turned on before we can get wet. Because let me tell you, having no foreplay really hurts. Um, My vagina does not like it, and I have to be warmed up before I could sufficiently enjoy sex, for me personally. Another mistake is you thinking you're gonna give her an orgasm automatically. I don't know about you, my ladies, but I orgasm more so with Nick than I ever have with anyone ever before, probably because he's packing, but that doesn't have anything to do with an orgasm, guys. You don't need like a 10 foot long dick to make your girl come. You just have to get the motions right. (laughs) And I have never orgasmed with anyone like I do with Nick, but even still, I probably come like once every three weeks which is a lot for me. I'm not complaining. I usually go home and take care of it myself happily, but no. Intercourse will give majority of women 
they will not achieve orgasm and that's okay. That's usually though because you skip the seduction and you're focusing on the same thing. So please don't do this. You don't need champagne or satin sheets in order to have a great sex life, but you do have to watch out for these. And having sex with someone new, it's always a learning experience, right? But even lovers who've been together for years or a while continue to learn and explore what makes great sex because it's so individual, it varies. And no matter how much experience, quote unquote, you may have, no matter your body count, many people are guilty of unknowingly making mistakes. So one, you don't need to do it like they do it on TV. Movie sex is a fucking fantasy, right? Another is being too embarrassed to talk about sex. Please have the sex talk. Another mistake is uh, your partner will thank you if you tell them what turns you on and turns you off because trust me, what turned your last partner on might not turn this partner on and that is okay. Another one is going in with these ginormous expectations, thinking I have to be the best fuck they ever had. You know, you don't have to blow their head off to have great sex. Take off the pressure. Another misconception is Thinking your partner's orgasm is a sign of your sexual prowess. People get offended or become shaming if their partner doesn't orgasm. This is really not cool. There's no more of a turnoff than being interrogated by an offended partner, which makes orgasm even less likely in the future. Another one is thinking it's your way or no way on the sex highway. People like to have sex the way they like to have sex. This should not be surprising, but don't assume your partners will enjoy sex the same way you do. Another one is not allowing for fuck ups and mistakes, such as what I talked about, especially if you're having anal, like not laughing or taking it easy. If someone queefs, if someone farts, if liquid comes out of somewhere, like shit happens, gas happens, so does falling off the bed and whatever. It's all part of it. Be a mature adult. If you're old enough and quote unquote mature enough to have sex, then you should be mature enough to realize people are simply human and not perfect. Another one, this is especially for guys, is the no orgasm equals failure mindset. Orgasm should never be the end goal. Your partner cannot read your mind. Even if they love you, they still might not know how to please you in bed. So ask them to show you. It could be really hot. Be like, show me how you like to touch yourself, babe. Like, let's do mutual masturbation. Another huge one, sticking with the same positions every time. God, no. Change it up, please. It could get really boring really fast. And you can find fun new positions that you like. Nick and I bought like sex cards and a game and dice. We hardly ever use it, but we will eventually. Um, There is a wide world of variety when it comes to sex. So please don't stick to the same script every time. Another one, don't put your orgasm in your partner's hands. It's good sex etiquette to focus on pleasuring your partner, but when it comes to enjoying sex, nobody knows your body better than you do. Do not rely on another person for orgasm. Um, A huge one, I think this is probably the biggest one, especially in America, is the shame around sex. Thinking that sex is dirty. Too many people, especially women, grow up believing, usually due to religion and societal conditioning, that good girls don't want sex. And these beliefs can really hurt you in the bedroom. This is simply not true. Lastly, wrapping it up here with a few more don't skip condoms or 
not have safe sex, um, just please protect yourself. <laughs> Whatever you want to do, however you want to do it, just please. Um, also just be open-minded and curious and explore, um, communicate, you know, like simple kind of common sense things that we tend to forget in the moment. Um, please talk about your sex history with each other, especially if you have any trauma or sexual abuse. This is extremely important. Please feel free to let go, let loose, set boundaries, um, use a safe word, tell your partner what you are and aren't comfortable with. Another one is do not take a rejection of sex as a personal rejection of you. This is so much easier said than done. I know how hard this could be, but sometimes our sex drives and our libido and our arousal is not equal. There's usually one partner that asks for sex more than the other. So try to change it up. Um, realize your partner may not always be in the mood and this isn't necessarily because they don't like you or aren't physically attracted to you. I think this happens a lot with um, women too. So always by the way, use the golden rule during sex. Do unto others what you'd like them to do to you. And when this comes down to sex, I think the biggest mistake that people make is that they fuck the way they want, not the way that their partner wants. So always check in with your partner first, please. <laughs> Consent, number one rule. Um, do what you gotta do to prepare, take a shower, bathe together, that could be really hot turn each other on, um, get it going. And, uh, for my guys. Okay. So sometimes sex can be very painful for women. I never really had painful sex so much. I recently started getting like pain with my IUD, but please, the jackhammer is so outdated. Um, a woman needs to be adequately turned on and wet and aroused and her muscles will relax instead of contract and tense up. So sometimes when you're going, like, it's different for every woman, but I know if I'm not adequately turned on and my partner is just fucking hammering away, it could really fucking hurt. Especially when I was younger and I would hook up with guys, they would, like, kill my clit with their nails and their hands and, like, do it super hard and rough. And I always tell guys, go 10 times slower and 10 times softer than you think you should. But that's just personal preference. Um, if you are having sexual pain, please slow down. It's your body talking to you. Another one is just let go of the embarrassing shit for men. If you can't get it out, can't keep it up, you come too quickly, quote unquote, like if this is a common recurring theme, most of this is psychological. So please see a, a psychologist or counselor or sex therapist. Um, also get a medical exam because it could be some physical issues, but don't let it ruin your like rendezvous. I've had so many guys that get so embarrassed and angry and then like it kills whatever we have going on. And I've even broken up with a boyfriend for this reason because he couldn't stay hard. And I found out in later years he was taking steroids. So please don't take steroids, but it ruined our relationship. Um, another one is not making eye contact. This makes sex so much more passionate. Um, so please just look your partner in the eye. If you know it's a one night stand, this might not necessarily be like super important, but always like remember the biggest sex organ is the brain. Talk it out. Um, your skin is also very important, uh, integral to good sex. So touch each other's skin. It will feel so much more powerful and intimate. If you just slow it down and tune into your senses, touch, feel, explore each other's bodies, 
lastly here, because I've got to get going, is don't forget to follow up. What happens after sex could be just as important as what happens during sex. So once sex is over, you might be tempted to get up and go about your business or fall asleep, but putting a little effort in afterward could pay off big time. So top 10, I'm going to narrow it down. Learn your body. Don't expect your partner to be a mind reader. Identify your turn-offs and turn-on. Learn to communicate your wants and needs. Uh, Keep that emotional intimacy strong. Uh, Avoid the same old. Uh, This is always a good rule of thumb. Practice mindfulness during sex. We love this. Uh, Think outside of the bedroom. So sex could be a very powerful, strong physical bonding experience. And following up, touching base, checking in, the short conversation before and after can help to increase your overall satisfaction, pleasure, and emotional bonding. So I hope that this shed some light into sex mistakes, some embarrassing personal stories, and tips for better sex. Let me know if you have experienced any, if at all, anything, absolutely anything at all that I talked about. Um, I'm sure we're all in this together. It's the human condition. So let me know if you found any of this helpful or humorous enlighten me. All right. (laughs) Thank you so much for listening. I'm really looking forward to mental health awareness month because mental health has been an ongoing theme for my life. I've always struggled with my mental health, but at the same time, I've my mental health has gotten so much better over the years and I feel confident that these conversations will continue to raise awareness and hopefully help to educate and make people feel less alone. We are all in this together. Thank you for listening. Like, rate, subscribe, share, reach out to me on Instagram at sex and spirituality pod and I will talk to you in the next episode. Thank you.